Welcome to the No Fame Podcast. Oh, hello. It's, uh, we're live. We're, we're not live from the apocalypse, but we are alive. Uh, welcome. Welcome, everyone, to the No Fame Podcast. Uh, how do I intro it? Tabletop game live. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. Uh, my name is is Justin Crane, and I'll get more into what I do in a bit. But we're here playing Cyberpunk Red uh, with truly some lovely people. Uh, very excited. In absolutely no direct order that I can think of right now. Uh, if everyone would be so kind to introduce yourself maybe tell the people what you do uh starting with uh will or gonna go at the same time maybe um, everyone all at once let's go all at once. let's start at the same time uh hi hello my name is will i'm one of the organizers and storytellers from uh the aforementioned live from the apocalypse um we are a not-for-profit ttrpg studio we play games to raise money for charitable causes and progressive organizations and nonprofits and just people doing good work like that we're live here on this here website like three three four times a week roughly i think at this point and we have a couple podcasts that you can check out and all of that's available at livefromtheapocalypse.com you want to know more and i'm on social media too it's there up at the top it's there it's oh. there and what's this what is what arrived today oh yeah shout out <laughs> shout out vampire records this wednesday if you want to check it out it's our buffy ttrpg about a group of record store employees fighting the forces of darkness in the 90s yep uh this literally arrived i went and got this at like 6 p.m. my time. I was like, this is perfect. This this lined up beautifully. Uh, in, again, no real order, uh, Katie. Hi, I'm Katie. I am a ex-theater kid turned role player. And I do very, very little outside of that. I am available for hire, but I have no social media, so you can't contact me. It's true. If you wanted to. Sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to find you. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, I actually feel like that was a great advertisement. Now I'm like, wait, can I get page you? Like, what are we? No. My pager number is two two six six. That's it. Amazing. Damn. Plug that into my PDA. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you're gonna get cyberpunked. <laughs> By Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. <laughs> How? You can't find me. Ashton Kutcher can. You just give your pager. You know, it's out there. You're right. You get hacked. Uh, uh, Josiah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's me. <laughs> uh, my name is Josiah. Most people on the internet know me as Dungeon Dad. I have a YouTube channel called Dungeon Dad, which you can find on youtube.com slash Dungeon Dad. Uh, I talk about D&D and monsters and fantasy lore and stuff over there. So check it out if you like cool fantasy creatures. It's true. That's they, the whole, that's the elevator pitch. That's the elevator pitch. They are cool. It's, it's, it's all very good. It's all very good. 
Uh, Kai. Hello, I am Kai. I go by Kyola Creative on ye old internets. Uh, I am mostly over on Gut Punch RP, and we have like a full next week. And sometimes I play video games very badly on my own channel. Don't look into that one. Been a lot of uh, space rim. Is that what you said? <laughs> Yeah, just a little Destiny 2, you know, space yeah, room. Just space room. Uh, it's it's a lot. It is a lot of fun just yelling about dragons and uh, hounding guards in Skyrim. Who doesn't love it, right? <laughs> and uh, I, I'm Justin. If you don't know, uh, if you're arriving here new and you're like, oh, who who is this guy? Why does he seem so disorganized? <laughs> Uh, hello, I run No Fame, uh, and I do all the editing and stuff. We just wrapped up Tall Tall Tower. In fact, this Sunday at insert time here, we are uh, having a live campaign wrap up. Uh, we're trying to decide which time works for the group. Is why uh, we're having a live post. Yeah, we'll put that back in post. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, we're having a live campaign wrap up. Talking about what happens uh, at the end of Total Tower, uh, because we we ended the series and uh, we couldn't uh, record like a, an epilogue or anything like that, so we're going to do it live. Why not, right? Um, yeah. Excuse me. That's the thing. That's that's what I do. That's me. Uh, how how are we feel? Are we ready to cyberpunk stuff? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is Ashton Kutcher coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's here. He's on the way. This uh, is the cyberpunk. I, I got, got on the street. I thought you guys got my pager. <laughs> oh my god, Mister Punk. I, I got him an Uber, uh, but we don't have Ubers in Newfoundland, so I think he's just waiting at the airport. <laughs> at the ferry station. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where is everyone? Well, friends. Uh, what better time than right now to get into it? Hey, uh, we find ourselves on a street, a street like any other you would find here in the lowest ring of End City, a narrow road with an even narrower sidewalk closely lined with stacks of makeshift apartments and buildings. Garbage, debris, and filth crammed into every nook and cranny. An overwhelming array of signs and hollows broadcasting in all manner of colors, projecting and illuminating the area. We see a man walking down the sidewalk, his clothes tattered and worn, dirt smeared on his face, metallic hands sparking and twitching slightly as he brings it up to scratch his chin. What parts of his body that you can see and what parts are still made of flesh are gaunt and malnourished? He settles into a small corner between two buildings made of old cargo containers and the sign above them reads, The Stacks. Uh, beneath it, affordable accommodating apartments brought to you by the Phoenix Corporation. We care about you and how you live. A variety of people coming in and out of the main doors of the stacks. Uh, the man looks up, careful not to make eye contact, 
uh, as he sets a small hollow display in front of him that beams up the words, credits for food, thanks. Uh, you know what? <laughs> it should say, we'll edit this out in post. Eddies for food, thanks. Eddies are the currency of our world. Uh, a few people pass by. Uh, a man in a suit flashes his cybernetic eye towards the corner, and the old man lets out a crackled, thanks, as the hollow turns green uh, before reverting back to red with the donation. A few moments pass before we see another figure dressed in bright, striking clothing, baggy and flashy. Their hair clearly teched out as it wavers through colors of the rainbow, their glasses seemingly going through information as they walk down the street. They stop in front of the man and violently grab him by the shirt and smash him up against the building. We caught you stealing from our grounds again, old man. Ain't nothing in end city free. You better pay up now, hundred eddies or else. A wave of freight washes over the man as he squirms and scrambles against the cold metal of metal wall of the stacks, and he whimpers out, hundred eddies, I ain't even got ten. The brightly dressed figure throws the older man to the ground. That's a shame. Guess this will be a hard lesson to learn as they haul out a heavy pistol from their jacket. Screams echo from the street as people run in all directions. Sirens heard in the distance as a small sect enforcement drone flies above the heads of the, gra- of the crowd towards the man in the bright clothing. Our view is pulled up from the street above the stacks, above the ruins of old concrete apartment, uh, uh, sorry, above the ruins of old concrete apartments and brick buildings, the high outer walls of the end city stand untouched as it always was. Spanning a complete circle around the entire city, standing higher than anyone has ever dreamed of going. The inner wall of the lowest ring is not quite as high, but certainly has prevented most from attempting to climb to the second ring. We find ourselves, friends, within this lowest ring of the city, following the story of just a handful of individuals trying their best to survive under the boot of corporations and governing forces that dictate the laws of the city. Welcome to End City. Our view is pulled out of the grimy streets of the lowest ring and above the abandoned highway overpasses towards the central district of the lowest ring, or as more, uh, as most people know, Corpo Heights. While most of the lowest ring looks like a war zone, uh, corporations need to be able to interact and operate with their labor force, uh, their labor forces that work in the industrial district. So, they tower buildings in Corporal Heights, uh, which tend to be some of the nicer, more upkept buildings in the lowest. One building in particular stands a little higher and shines a little brighter than most. The lowest ring Phoenix Corp HQ. More than a few have tried their hand at taking down the Phoenix Corp, some getting closer than others, but the HQ itself remains one of the more well-secured places throughout the ring. We skirt past armed security, past employee scanners, and through the ID-activated elevators, and into one of the higher floors within Phoenix Corp's HQ. 
a flurry of people in sharp suits and cosmetic enhancements walking through the floor, some working at their desks, others deeply invested in whatever business they're handling for clients. Sitting at a desk off in a corner, but facing the interior of the office, we see a figure deeply entrenched in their work. Will, would you like to describe and introduce your character and uh, maybe what they, they're up to currently? I would. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would. Um, so uh, my character, are we are we going with the idea that we had we had discussed briefly? Yes. Okay, cool. So my character is sitting in a very normal looking like 21st century cubicle, uh, working in a very normal looking 21st century computer. He is wearing a button down shirt, a white button down shirt. It's very crisp. There's a tie around his neck. He himself is fairly uh, unobtrusive looking, very, very normal looking. He's just a white guy. He has short dark hair um that is like very neatly sort of parted to one side he's wearing glasses uh he has a name tag uh on his shirt that says hi my name is steven i love working for phoenix corp <laughs> and he is just typing away at this computer but the screen is displaying just like lines and lines of code rapidly shooting like past the past his view um almost too fast for like eyes to comprehend but his are just sort of darting back and forth seemingly keeping track with it no problem hell yeah uh <laughs> what a what a depressing name badge holy shit uh you see uh someone approaching uh they're in a a very expensive looking suit. Their skin is adorned with EMP threading to kind of enhance their, uh, their look, uh, very like sharp, fine features. Uh, you see like a chip slot in their temple that kind of like the EMP threading goes, uh, leads up to their hair is like long and tied back neatly. And these cold blue piercing eyes, uh, that you notice most people avoiding looking at. This is your co-worker, Zuri. She leans down over your desk and quietly whispers, Did you see what the fuck Bill is wearing? And you, like, gaze over her shoulder to see, like, an older balding man sitting at a desk, clearly, like, struggling to get something to work. And he's, like, dressed in just like a suit, just like a normal suit. She looks back uh, towards you. What is this? Is that a year old? Holy fucking shit, Choom. Anyway, what's up? Well, uh, Zuri, we can't all have um, custom avies like you. Listen, if you're going to make it in this corporation, you need to look like you want to belong at a higher station. I'm going to the top. I need to look like I already belong there. Bill, I, I'd be surprised if he makes it to the end of the week. He'll be on the streets in that suit. Well, some of us are perfectly happy to just keep our heads down and do our jobs. Right, right. You know, I get it. I get it, Stephen. It's okay. Uh, listen, hey, did you hear what's been going on? Word, uh, we're in for the upper floors is that we've got a leak. Someone's been 
siphoning information and uh some of that has been really pissing off the execs and corporate hey uh check this out you see one of her fiercely blue eyes uh flashes slightly as a video is transferred to your monitor this this is real time right now some of our shit is being fucking moved right under our noses and you see a a small drone uh, slowly hovering above rooftops and a view of like two figures moving some crates that look like they have the phoenix corp uh, logo on the side of them through like back alleys through some like abandoned district this is this is fucking wild right You said this is real time? Yeah, yeah. This happened right now. Anyway. Uh... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wonder, Bill knows. Yeah. I will. <laughs> Bill doesn't know. He's fucking days born. That's not even the worst of the leaks. Uh, but that's all. This is all I could fucking find out. I uh, just, you know, what I could get off those fucking skin suits. Anyway, sect enforcement's already on their way over there. Probably won't have to worry about these fucking boosters for very long. Uh, but hey, you hear anything, you let me know, vice versa. You know, we got to watch each other's backs, you know? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, you know, I don't... Let's be honest, I'm not going to hear anything. But you'll be the first one to know if I do. You know, same. I, I have a good... You know, we... We've been here a while. I have a good feeling. Uh, I can't trust many people here, but I feel like I can trust you. Why mess up a good thing? Yeah. You know, that's what I say. Uh, I got to get back to it. I have some clients going off about how high fucking labor costs are and how we can get around it. Might have to introduce some kind of labor worker tax, you know, tax the industrial section, the workers end up paying a little bit of a labor tax for safety reasons. Clients are happy. Hopefully I can get this fucking done before lunch. Uh, I, I'm so fucking hungry and I just want this to be over. Uh, she <laughs> turns on a fucking dime and like starts walking back out of the office or out of this area, I should say. I will sort of lean out and like watch her go. And once she is far enough away, Steven is going to like on his computer, the code is going to disappear. He's going to open a very secure uh, channel that is heavily encrypted and heavily encoded. And he is going to message. um, He's going to immediately message uh, Aliza, I think, and is going to, say just just real quick he doesn't have a long time but he's just gonna say um danger sec on way watch your back hell yeah uh you fire off this message and our our view follows that message uh as it warps uh and everything around you starts to turn into strings of code and we see a view of our boy Steven in a pod in a dark cold room with other members of the office in their pods all of them hooked up with this optical cable that goes somewhere else in the building and our view follows it out of the building itself Uh, we move 
down and out of the building towards a, uh sorry onto the dimly lit streets following all manner of barely functioning vehicles before we cut off just kind of outside of the corporate district and kind of into a megastructure area uh megastructures were a corporate answer to overpopulation and a housing uh, housing crisis. Aside from small living spaces for people, megastructures uh, house all kinds of food stalls, clubs, clothing stores, weapon shops, anything the general populace needs within close prox uh, excuse me close proximity. Uh, the less time that people waste traveling to those places, the more time left in the day for work, right? Somewhere within this vast megastructure uh, is a makeshift broadcast room with a little sign that reads The Gambit. Uh, Josiah, would you like to introduce uh, your character, what they look like, and, and what they're they're up to right now? <clears throat> yeah, sure. So Bishop is a pretty big guy, very like physically fit. He's got uh, kind of like a short, like flat top haircut. He's wearing a most like, I guess you could say like athletic attire. It's like a pair of sweatpants and uh, like a sleeveless shirt, like a coat over top of it, a leather jacket over top of it. Um, something that is notable about him is he has absolutely no cyberware whatsoever, which I feel like is somewhat uncommon. Um, at least nothing beyond what's necessary just to get by in a day-to-day -day kind of situation. And uh, yeah, when we move into this little studio, uh, he would be just wrapping up the the daily screamcast as he broadcasts uh, his show, The Gambit, out to any of his his loyal viewers, which I have to put on the shades when he's in character. This is what he. This is he wears shades on when he's uh, scream casting, and it ends with him saying, "And that's why you got to understand all these corporations. They're all the same devil. You know, they're trying to get inside your fucking mind. All right, it's the one place they can't touch unless you let them. So you got to keep that chrome the fuck off your body. Okay, as long as you do that, we at least we have a chance. Anyways, thank you for tuning into the gambit today. As always." In a world of pawns, make sure you be a king. And then his broadcast ends and he takes his sunglasses off and just kind of like... <sighs> uh, amazing. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to do our first role of the campaign because uh, as a media, uh, when you're delivering your stories, you get to roll for, for credibility to see if people believe you. Uh, <laughs> right now, you have to you have to roll uh, under a three. But I'll ask you a question: Do you mm. think the potential story that you just unleashed in in its all you know in its entirety, uh, do you think it had even one believable, verifiable fact in it? Verifiable, maybe not. <laughs> believable, probably. Amazing. <laughs> uh, and I assume it doesn't then contain four other verifiable pieces of information definitely not a lot of uh a lot of these uh screamcasts on the daily gambit are um 
what you would call heart pieces you know when you just kind of know something and you know it's right so you just um say it with the utmost conviction yeah that's never caused any harm anyways yeah how uh so (laughs) so you just need to roll uh, a d10 and you you're aiming for three or below (laughs) excellent let's cross our fingers big money that is a one whoa (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, normally that'd be fucking terrible but uh amazing uh i feel like that's like a crit in this case right uh yeah Yeah. you feel fucking phenomenal about that piece you just put out you feel like people are really going to uh connect with uh with it you end your streamcast uh as you always do with your little sign off and you notice an email waiting in your inbox you weren't notified that it's there it's just it's just there definitely give that a click inside it just reads bishop with a question mark and there's a link to a private server never received a mysterious link in an email I didn't click before so I think that uh, we'll see where that leads in real life or the game <laughs> yeah 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 uh, the uh, yeah these links definitely aren't common uh, in this world um, we the, the the players know but uh, for the anybody tuning in the internet doesn't exist uh, there's a few like mismanaged websites that exist but they're mostly surface level and run by corpos or sect enforcement so seeing something like this definitely isn't the norm uh the link leads to a simple blank page flickering with deep red lines uh of how your screen is interpreting the data uh it resembles your email except that there's only one place to type and it builds in by itself sort of like the matrix i've got news something big your eyes only is there and i there's also presumably a place where i can type as well to communicate yes, with this person sorry. yeah it moves down to the next line and starts blinking kind of like expectedly gotcha i'll like almost out of a habit not that I'm expecting anyone else to be in the room, but I like look around the room, like just making sure I am alone, not that there would be anyone else in here with me. And um, I'll just type back in. My eyes are watching. Uh, you type in my eyes are watching the blank page with the deep red lines flickers uh, throughout and suddenly has a small rectangular window an extremely grainy video plays of some alleyway. Uh, you recognize this as a BD or a, a brain dance uh, technology that can allow someone to relive someone else's moments. Uh, BDs are common in the sex industry or are often used for people who want to experience the extreme ends of the human psyche, often what it feels like to die. So people will grab uh chips from people who are dead and sell those so people can experience how those people died this uh this video has been very damaged uh from the graininess of it 
but it flickers and cuts in as someone is walking into what looks like an enclosed square between buildings. Small red lights, excuse me, small red lights cut through the feed and a little ways off. Uh, a figure, uh, sorry, <laughs> lost my fucking place in the sentence. Small red lights cut through the feed uh, a little ways away. A few figures are standing uh, kind of inside of a, a small building by the looks of it. Uh, it's kind of unclear exactly where, but you can notice the, the shadows of, of the figures themselves. And you hear a strange mechanical language and then the translation in captions comes up before you. Not strong enough to fight off infection. Only enough to hold on to for now. We need something stronger. Contact the fixer. Tell her we need pre-medical supplies. None of this off-the-shelf shit. If she doesn't come through, we'll flatline her and her contacts. Figure it out ourselves. The video clears slightly to show members of the Maelstrom. Uh, very... The opposite of Bishop. Very, uh, very much abandoning their flesh for cybernetics and chrome and and anything of the sort the uh video jerks suddenly to face the outside of the building and we see a large black uh chromed out maelstrom member the uh black metal kind of of his face resembling a, a skull and then two red ocular eyes over his uh or sorry two red ocular devices over his left eye his large chromed out black metal arm grabs whoever is recording and slams them up against the wall you walked down the wrong alley choom and the video feed is severed uh, another message comes to you that was just a few days ago uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing a voice it's a message <laughs> that was just a few days ago Phoenix Corp supplying Maelstrom with medical supplies and chrome, keeping the gang wars going in the lowest rank to keep the public's attention off the spiking cost of medicine due to losses. Uh, this goes all the way to the top. We've got a drop point. You in? He sits there and thinks for a minute, and then we'll just type back where. Uh, the screen flickers and glitches slightly and you're booted from the server and you catch a small little RQ as a sign off before your screen goes back to your email and now there's another email in there and it's a little tracer with a little red blip heading towards the abandoned district uh, of the lowest ring hmm. <clears throat> okay I'll clock that, take note of where I'm going here, stand up, reach to one side of my desk in front of me, and uh, grab my trusty katana, and also open up the drawer, pull out my pistol, put it in the holster, and uh, head out the door. Hello? Oh, okay, sorry. My, my mute button broke. Uh, hell yeah. Uh... You head out the door and our view enters into the ones and zeros of your of your monitor and into the coordinates of where that drop point seems to be and twists and turns down alleys and past civilians, sect enforcers, shops, stalls, apartments, 
ads for the latest kibble flavor. You see it says, uh, uh, kibble, latest flavor, recycled goods, soy flavor, more flavor, uh, <laughs> and so on and so forth. Uh, we find ourselves kind of on the outskirts of the abandoned district of End City. Not many people willingly walk through this area of the lowest ring uh, because A, a lot of local gangs establish turf in old abandoned buildings and two, uh, <laughs> A and two, I'm a fucking genius, everybody. <laughs> That's what my notes say. Uh, <laughs> you just got cyberpunked. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I didn't I obviously uh wasn't wasn't uh thinking at the time and uh two or b uh it's uh the abandoned district is uncomfortably close to the radiated zones the sealed off districts uh near the northwest side of the lowest ring it's been 17 years since the nuke went off but still feels pretty fresh in the minds of most but casually kind of waiting by themselves uh in a somewhat abandoned old ruined park we spot a figure katie would you like to introduce your character and uh maybe what they're up to in this moment yeah so i am playing eliza bose she's a fixer and right now she is uh, sitting and you can see on the ground really like, propped up with her knees uh, and you can see her uh, blonde tuft of hair surrounded by black with pink and blue stripes and uh, peacocking for sure um, she is appearing very cool she's uh, absolutely attempting to appear relaxed and calm she is uh waiting impatiently and she's just i think finished uh listening to uh the the most recent episode of the gambit which i assume came out live right this is a live screencast yeah okay so uh and she's like really nodding her head like yes i really need to keep that chrome out of my body i really feel that today good lord that man is a genius sort of turning that over in her mind <laughs> it's uh perfect uh you uh yeah you're you're listening to this latest uh episode of the gambit and oh, this is a good one this is a real fucking good episode uh you're awaiting your contacts to uh to show up after making their drop so you can all split the amount of eddies that you make off this deal um but as you're kind of finishing up the episode and wondering what's taking your contacts so long, you get an alert on your agent, a call coming in from your old friend Odin Reed. Lisa sort of just like, shit. Fuck. Takes a nice deep breath in and takes the call. Yeah. Uh, you hear the the kind of raspy voice of uh, of Odin. Eliza, long time no talk. How have you been? Hi, Odin. 
What do you need? What do I need? I'm just calling up to have a chat. We both know it's never just a chat with you, my friend. Yeah, you're right. I need a bit of a favor, actually. Uh, can't really ask many people up here without uh, drawing too much attention, you know, what those cutthroat corpos are like. Something came across my desk, though, something I can't really risk having my own team look into. I know you... Uh, I know you... <laughs> Sorry. It's Justin fucking... <laughs> can't read! Someday I'll learn to read. It'll be great. <laughs> If you know anyone good at breaking encryptions or anything of that sort, make sure to give me a call soon. Uh, I'll make it worth your while and, I guess, make it worth their while, too. Hmm. Interesting. I will talk to some people. Hey, that's all I can ask for. Uh, I'll have someone drop it off to you either way. Uh, they'll, they'll be able to find you. It's, it's okay. Wait, you're not gonna fly me up this time? No, I, I'm trying to, I'm in the middle of some big, big contract Jesus signings. Christ, Odin. I mean. It's, it's a busy time of year. But listen, hey, there are some big things happening, uh, up here pretty soon. And no, we no, no, no. I, I see how it is. It's fine. It's fine. No, no, just we'll we'll make sure we'll make sure we'll make sure you get involved. Don't worry about it. You know, listen. People are moving. People are moving up to the third ring. That means things are opening up in the second ring. And you, I don't think you can sift around that shit down there forever, right? So why don't why don't we talk about you do this for me? We'll talk about uh, setting up a date to go over some of the things that the big companies up here are doing. They've, they've got some kind of event going on soon, very hush-hush. Uh, a lot of big shots are kind of putting it off. Might be a chance to meet some people, you know, make some waves. Well, I do love meeting people. Yeah. All right, but you have to buy me dinner first. Deal. Can do. All right, hey, listen, I got a, I got a meeting, uh, but uh, I'll have someone drop that off. Uh, give me a call if you manage to get it figured out. Okay, you All know right. how to find me. Always do. Whatever noise an agent makes when it hangs up, the call ends. Uh, and you're kind of like met with the abandoned silence of this park that you're in. Uh, just kind of around the corner from where your contacts should be when you hear something faint at first but growing louder and louder but beneath an abandoned highway crumbling buildings surround a small plaza not too far from where our friend Aliza uh, Aliza am I saying that right Aliza excuse me not not far from where our friend Aliza is a circular cement structure sits in the center of this square, likely once spurred out water, but long since shut off. Water costs eddies, and there ain't nothing free in End City. We see a small group of individuals walking into this 
abandoned, decrepit plaza. Their bodies heavily chromed out. Deep, deep reds of their ocular visions sit on top completely black metal chrome, modified in almost every conceivable way. Uh, these are the Maelstrom. Long abandoned their flesh for a higher means of living. The red eye glow illuminating the dull alleyway as evening is slowly settling in in End City. As they approach, two others are waiting near a stack of crates. The crates read Phoenix Corp and are adorned with the red cross of a medical logo. Kai, if you would be so kind to introduce your character, uh, what they look like and, and what they're up to right now. Uh, yeah, so uh, Sparky, as they're known on the street, is kind of small in stature, especially compared to uh, the large person she is standing next to. Um, right now, they're wearing like their little gas mask, so you can see very little of their face, because like this info set, come on now. Um, and they're just like very colorful outside of that. They have hair that's like big and wild, but like shaved on the sides and just sort of slowly pulsing and going from like blue to green to purple and back. Um, they're wearing like a little half coat uh, that is like black leather-like material with some like pops of color and just a very deep V. And then they have like a light tattoo that's little chevrons down the middle. And it's doing like the same pattern as their hair. Um, pants also extremely colorful and then just wearing like uh, some high tops that also just like bring the whole outfit together, really tying it in. And they are, um, trying to look casual. They're not managing it quite as well as the, like, security solo standing next to them, like, unconcerned about this. But, uh, their head is on a bit of a swivel, but they're trying to keep their eyes on this, like, group of people coming towards them. As they just flip, uh, like, screwdriver in and out of their hand in, like, a nervous twitch. Hell yeah. Yeah, you, uh, you're joined... Uh, of course, by your good friend, Rap. Uh, a rough-looking solo who is certainly not thrown off by the intimidating show of force of the Maelstrom members. Uh, one of the Maelstrom, the larger of the group, walks closer. Rap looks down at you and he's like, We good? You all right? As long as we get out of here alive, we're all all right. Yeah, well... We'll get out alive. Uh, can't guarantee in one piece, but... How about I upgrade it to let's stay in one piece? Uh, all right, all right. We'll stay in one piece. Can't guarantee no bullet holes. You, you don't inspire confidence. You did... No. <laughs> and just, she just sort of like shakes her head, but then uh, looks up at the maelstrom and just kind of nods. You spot uh, the two red optic devices over their left eye, the right side of their face looking like a black chromed out skull with a massive ring that hangs down from their nose and loops beneath their chin. Uh, as he speaks, you can see all of his teeth also completely chromed out. You've got the shipment. We've got the payment. If Everything is there. 
you know I don't like trouble, everything's there. Take a look. And I would open, like, one of the cases that's on top, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, they approach the crate and crack it open with their arm. You see the red glow of their optic implant kind of increases as they slam the crate lid closed. This isn't what we agree on. We were told to expect cream trauma team supplies, not some watered-down civvy bullshit. Dude, quick question, just a quick uh, question about the hierarchy here. Um, <laughs> I am a middleman, so like this is coming from some who would have told me, someone who would have told me it's cream. You would have, you would have gone to a point picked up supplies yeah. gone to a different point oof oof da okay it shot right away this will be good um, you, you I mean it's it's what we got if the price isn't right we can take the price down I I was told it was premium you know I don't get shit Fixer, we need our supplies today, or their precious data gets wiped. He reaches into the crate and hauls out a cyber arm that you have spent the past day and a half fixing. This will do for now. We'll be in contact about the rest. Here. And you see his red optic device glows again, and you're transferred. 500 eddies which is nowhere near close to what you guys were supposed to get for the medical supplies mm -hmm. but they leave the crates turn their massively modded out back to both you and rap and head back to the group you hear a bunch of chittering and like this machine like language as they're they're talking and slowly leaving the uh walking back out of uh the alleyway rap looks at you and he's like oh Shit, that's not good. No, that's that's uh, that's definitely not fucking good. Uh, if I if I have my fixer's number in a way that is like contactable right then, I am going to like turn and kind of walk around this dry fountain to the other side and be dialing ye old telephone. Yeah, you head around uh, and start dialing your fixer's number. We cut to back to our boy Stephen. Uh, Stephen, you're you're done your work day, uh, and you've kind of abandoned your pod at this point. Uh, made it through the depressing, deep blue corridors of the Phoenix Corporation to the the very like metal interior, almost like a freight elevator vibe. And then down to, like, the beautiful lobby uh, with, like, marble floors and, like, you know, pillars and shit. Um, what's what's Steven up to? Steven, I think, is about to start his night. So I think his first priority is going to be to um, find a place to change. <clears throat> I think he gets out of the pod, you know, like, it releases... Uh, 
with like a hiss. I don't know why I was pressurized. It's the future. And, um, you know, all of the different connections from like his wrist, the, the data ports that are set into his wrist and the base of his neck disconnect. And he gets out, but like sitting, just sitting next to the pod, or maybe there's like a small compartment built into the pod. He pulls out like a gym bag uh, that he like slings over shoulder. Like he's going to the gym and he is going to, I think just like, he's going to leave the building, the Phoenix Corp building for sure. He's just going to find, you know, the cyberpunk equivalent of like a telephone booth. Uh, yeah, I feel like they do have just like these uh, pay by the minute uh, booths kind of fucking every, it's like a, a 180 per minute for uh, for a call. Could I tell that the footage that uh, Zuri leaked to me earlier or showed me earlier, could I tell if that was an op that anyone I know was involved in? Like I sent out some some general warnings, but the uh, yeah, and we're going to clue that up uh, cool. now. We're, cool, we're cool, skipping cool. through time a little Perfect. bit. Then, uh, then sensing that that danger is coming up uh, and is, is going to need to be something that he addresses, he's going to step into one of those and when he comes out he is no longer Steven. He has uh, become Cheshire. Does he have like a and... leotard with like C? <laughs> 100%. No, I think what, what he does, when he does step out of it the like very average looking sort of middleman uh, middle management guy programmer is uh he he is wearing this very uh cyber techy sort of business suit uh it, it has like circuitry and like little leds built into the into the fabric and it's it's got layers of kevlar in it for sure um and over his face he is wearing his vr goggles but they are not engaged and it resembles this kind of face plate uh but the outside of it projects this sort of stylized image of the Cheshire cat face. Hell yeah. Uh, you send, uh, you sent off a message earlier to, uh, oh my God, I'm going to say Eliza again, but it's Eliza, right? <laughs> I'll get it. I will get it. Uh, you recognized in the moment when Zuri was showing you this footage that those were indeed some of the medical supplies that you knew were being transported that someone could just show up and take at some point. So you're you're very aware. Uh, Aliza, you're in um, the alley. Uh, sorry, you're in the, that little square, just kind of shy of the drop point, uh, and you get a message from Stephen. Okay. Who is your... Cheshire. Oh my god. Cheshire. I will <laughs> not fuck that up. Uh, you get this message um, knowing that this is your corporate contact at Phoenix Corp. Um, do I have to open it to read it? Can I just read it? Uh, I don't know what I can't. Uh, sorry, I can't remember what kind of cyberware you have, but you've got like a a whole audio a suite going so yeah it, it, <laughs> it plays out in your in your ear for you great and so this is the um uh danger sucked on the way message yeah yes okay i'm gonna can i like sort of slink back into the shadowed area 
that might I might be able to determine is I don't know under the cover of something. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this entire area is kind of abandoned, so there's tons of places to slink. Can I, like, hear the sect coming? You hear in the distance. And we cut to our boy Bishop uh, following the... I think you actually have some homing equipment. Uh, I do. <laughs> well, on your character. Uh, I don't you, have much. You plug in the information, but uh, you plug in the information you've got and are tracing this uh, signal to the abandoned districts. You, uh, well, you tell me, do you think you would follow this completely or is there anything else that you're you're planning on doing? Um. <clears throat> I don't think there's really anything else that I'd be planning on doing. I would just kind of be beelining it there. Maybe <laughs> taking some effort to not be super conspicuous, but like I'm also very curious about what's happening here, so. Hell yeah. I think you make it a, uh, to the kind of corner of where the signal is blipping and you see two people standing near some Phoenix Corp crates and like a whole at least five or six Maelstrom members kind of arguing amongst themselves and they walk in the opposite direction uh, down an alley. Okay. Um, I would like to reach into my bag pull out my binoculars and try to get a closer look at what's going on and see if I can clock anything else with this situation. Yeah, you see an open Phoenix Corporation crate with medical supplies uh, with a red cross on it indicating medical supplies. Um, you would have caught the one of the members with a cybernetic arm in their hand as they were just kind of like walking away. And then you see a brief conversation between the two people left and then one of them leaves and starts making a phone call. Okay. So I'm going to do two things. The first thing I'm going to do is activate my video camera, which I imagine I have like a little mount for that I can like yeah. clip onto a yeah, strap yeah. or something. A little shoulder mount um, type situation. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to turn that on just so that in case anything goes down here that I have it caught in 4K. And I'm going to try and get a lot closer. I'm going to try to basically get so that I'm close enough that I can, like, with my audio recorder, that I'll be able to pick up, like, what's being said. Ooh, that's very exciting. Uh, I assume you're you're wanting to stealth, yeah? I would like to do it as inconspicuously as possible. If there's a place <laughs> that I might be able to hide nearby, I would like to definitely try it. So. Yeah, um, this again being the abandoned district, there's like a bunch of like scaffolding and like half built shit everywhere. Uh, so you can kind of, if you want to not be seen by the two members left in this uh, square, uh, you can roll a stealth check. And if Sparky would like, you can roll your perception uh, as you're kind of making this phone call to see if you notice uh, 
anything uh, out of the norm. Okay, I'm, I'm, it's going to be weird and use real dice because I don't know how things work here. Yeah, so On the uh, internet. if you're rolling real dice, you're adding uh, 10. Holy shit, you're adding 10 to this roll. And it was for de- detection? What am I doing? Uh, perception, yeah. Perception. So my stealth came Ooh. in at a 19. Whoa. Ooh. I'm distracted. I got a 14. Oh, <laughs> shit. Roll the four. Yeah, without trouble, Bishop. You're used to, like, being, uh, uh, you know, trying to get into places without being seen to really get a good scoop. Um, you start recording this conversation. Uh, Sparky, you are on the phone with Eliza. Uh, Eliza. Uh, it's a little bit of time has passed, uh, so Cheshire, you're, you're if you're making your way towards this area, you're definitely a lot closer now. Uh, but yeah, Sparky, you call up your fixer to find out what's going on. Ring, ring. <laughs> we'll put we'll put post effects. It's okay. Yeah, we'll yeah, put yeah. the sky the sky sound in. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do I? Can you just clarify, like the spec? Is that I'm imagining like a drone? Is this something that is, uh, like, can I tell how far away it is from me? Uh, it's getting. It's still pretty far off, but it is getting closer. Okay. Um, I guess I'll answer, but I'm gonna be real quiet about it. <laughs> What's up? <that? laughs> And you just hear, also speaking very quietly as like a force of habit, uh, did you fuck us on these medical supplies? All they took was my arm. All they took was your arm? Yes, that it wasn't Prem, which I'm sure they're lying, but something's up. I, that, uh, I didn't, I, you know I would never intentionally fuck you on a medical supply. You are way too valuable to me for that. What? Everyone's valuable till they're not, and there's something off about this. This doesn't make any sense. But are you okay? Well, haven't been shot yet, but we're stuck here with these crates, and I'm not dragging them back anywhere. This is a this is gonna get sticky real quick. Okay, um, I can figure out a way to move the crates. Perhaps your solo could be of use in this situation. I'm not feeling great about it either. This doesn't feel good to me. Mm, I mean, I feel like I should just sell them to the first person who comes along. Probably be the best for me, but like, I don't know where you want me to take these very conspicuous boxes. Uh, Okay. Uh, Can you hear the spec where you are? I listen with my ears. You, all of you here, uh, actually, let's, uh, Cheshire, how close do you think you're getting to the group? Do I have a car? <laughs> sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite way to buy a car, too. It's, yeah. a, it's a mini series, sure. <laughs> you can have yeah, a car. Yeah. Sick, cool. I thought you'd say that. <laughs> I, uh... I'm definitely driving over uh, in my car like as quickly as I possibly can um, just in case 
they, just in case anybody I know who needs, who is involved in the situation needs to make like a quick getaway. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. You floor it, uh, which the city is not huge. Uh, and just to get it back in everyone's mind, the city is a circle surrounded by an impossibly tall wall, a tall, tall wall <laughs> surrounding the city. Uh, and then the inside of this ring that you all live in uh, is another wall, but not quite as high. And that's kind of where the next class of people are, are all living. And then above them, there's another one. And then above them, there's another one. You know, there's always something to aim for. Uh, you're tearing through the streets of End City towards the abandoned district. And you pass underneath a police AV searching the area. Uh, AV being an aerodyne vehicle that is flying uh, near the tops of buildings. I would slow down. <laughs> <laughs> not not a lot of people get pulled over for speeding tickets in N-City. <laughs> I'm not really worried about speeding tickets, but if they're here for, you know, like an illegal thing and like, I'm more worried they're going to shoot me, not ticket me. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, that that is way more likely the option. Um, I think you pull up and find uh, Eliza uh, because you were in contact, yeah, uh, kind of just across from the square, and you all hear getting louder and louder, and then you hear freeze, sect enforcement in the square, Sparky, it- and we. Uh- are gonna take a little break. No. <laughs> I just, oh, no. I just got pinched by the cops. The cops. <laughs> it's you know, true bad guy out there. Um, <laughs> we are going to take uh, ten minutes and uh, get uncyberpunked. <laughs> Whatever. And, uh, and we will. Rules. Yeah. We'll be we'll be right back. BRB, everyone, back in ten. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast version of our live Cyberpunk Red campaign. Be sure to check out all of the rad things our lovely friends are up to. You can catch Will at a Will M Scream or on Live from the Apocalypse. You can catch Kai at Kyola underscore Creative or on Gut Punch RP. You can catch Josiah at YouTube.com slash Dungeon Dad. And I guess you can catch Katie on her pager. Good good luck with that. You can check out all things No Fame at nofame.ca. Catch up on our completed Tall Tall Tower series, a 5e high fantasy tower crawl run by DM Sinead. And keep an ear out for our Monster of the Week campaign, Shutter Creek, run by Matt Higdon, airing not too long after the release of this episode. Neat. Check us out on our social media at NoFamePod or check out our Discord. We'd love to have you over there. All links can be found at NoFame.ca. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you later on.